Ben Lawrence. Paul Goody. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, uh, I, my understanding is that we're going to be losing you 45 minutes into this hour-long podcast. Yes. And, yes. Uh, which means the stream is going to go away. But uh, for those uh, of you out there who listen to the show, I don't know why you would listen to twice to it twice. Uh, it's still going to be an hour because Paul is just going to fill that 15 minutes with whatever. It's going to be awesome. And by whatever, of course, uh, you know, it won't be anything Tuvan exciting. Throat singing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know if I can keep it up for 15 minutes, but you heard it here first. Tuvan throat singing after the, uh, <laughs> after the podcast. That's how we make the next track unlistenable. Actually, uh, if uh, for those of you who don't know, the unlistenable uh, song exists. It is... Is it is it on our stream or is it not? Not yet. I haven't done anything with it. Mm. So, uh, but there is, I believe, some Tuvan throat singing. Uh, and of course, my apologies to the good people of Tuva. It is not Tuvan throat singing. It is uh, a knockoff, if you will. A guttural growling. Yes, and not not the best not the best version of it. I'll do the good one after this. And we'll see how it goes. Um, so as my, my wife will be very excited about, um, apparently closing arguments in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, trial tomorrow. I've done yeah, a good job of not about talking about it with her. Because we've talked about it so much, I definitely am not going to watch the movie when it comes out. Oh, God. Who would, who would you get to play the people? That's the other question. Uh... Andy Samberg to play Johnny Depp, and oh, that's nice, yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore to play Amber Heard. Somehow, I mean, Drew Barrymore is uh, much older than Amber Heard, but somehow that would work. I think she can do anything. She can. Uh, speaking of Tom Green, but it's, uh, I haven't it's seen Drew anything Barrymore with in her. Santa Clarita diet character, so she's technically undead. Oh, she I has to play Amber Heard as that character. I haven't seen that. Spoilers, Ben. Ooh, speaking about this happens in like the first episode. It's the point of the show. I'm not spoiling anything. Gotcha. Speaking about spoilers, Ben. Better Call Saul. Are you caught up? Yes. Spoilers for Better Call Saul, uh, starting now. Howard. Oh my God! Ah, I well, you know that that's the thing. We when they introduced characters into the show that weren't in Breaking Bad, you were like, okay, so either they're going to die or something else is going to happen to them. I really hope that Kim is still alive, uh, but she never wanted to see Jimmy again, and yeah. that this is this is what brings them together she, yes she's got it she's got to get out because she's afraid for take you know goes to dc takes a job you know something um but yeah no that was that that moment was a real like uh, sitting at home watching it going yeah and just the way they're like no you gotta leave and all that yep and also you gotta you gotta cement Lalo as being a bad guy because he's so likable. I he's, feel like he's a very charming uh, person. Yeah, 
Yeah. Did you watch Hawkeye, the Disney Channel Hawkeye film? Did you recognize him? Because I didn't until until I started watching Better Call Saul again. Who did he play in Hawkeye? He was the guy that I said, why didn't they just hire Paul F. Tompkins? Uh, he was the, uh, the husband or the, the guy who, um, was dating the mom, I should say, not the husband. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember him. I'll have to go back, but Tony yeah. Dalton, Tony Dalton is very good. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And, and once you, once you see it, you're like, of course that's Tony Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. Did a really, did a really nice job. Oh, oh, and let's let's just you know spoilers again for Better Call Saul. Nacho, how he went oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was great. Yeah, yeah. So, no, he yeah he. Yeah, they do a real good job in this show. The writers on this show do a very good job in um, following through on their on the characters' motivations. You know. What Nacho did was not very, it was surprising, but it was not necessarily out of character for him. Right, right. He, he set up, like, he, he set up in front of, um, uh, of Don, not Don Eladio, who's the, uh. Oh, God. I should know this. Anyway, he cleared, he cleared, uh, uh, um. Giancarlo Esposito's character's name and and then off himself. So yeah, very uh, it's a, yeah. All I can say is it's a very good show. Good I've exit. Been enjoying it, and I will be sad to see it end fully. And I, I was think thinking, uh, mid season oh, break is a kind of BS. I don't. I I hate it when uh, shows do this. So there's like yeah. season six part one and season six part two. Is there one more or is it the end? Until the next one. I th- no, this is the end. So I think I don't know when season. I don't know when the second half of the season starts, but it, it'll it can't come soon enough. Is what I'm saying. I was really interested in the Equalizer when I was a kid. Uh, that was one show that I watched, and so I checked out the Denzel Washington version of the Equalizer. Yeah, and it was pretty good. I didn't I didn't mind it. Um, Felt a lot like Man on Fire. If you saw that, which you not, may not have seen, uh, it was good. There was um, a, uh, a tra- trailer that dropped today for a show I had no idea was coming. Andor, the latest in the Star uh, Wars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I saw that trailer. I uh, thought it was pretty good. Speaking of Tuvan throat singing, yeah, there oh. seemed to be a little bit of that. And also, uh, Star Wars Eclipse, the game by Quantic Dream, uh, is going to be coming out. Now, Quantic Dream, of course, uh, uh, under fire because the guy who runs it is a creep. Um, is he? Yes. Uh, shared uh, the nude model of Elliot Page uh, back when... He was performing under a different name. Right. Uh, because, you know, they scan you in 3D for the uh, for the show. Uh. Uh, and, yeah. So that wasn't, uh, that wasn't good. 
No. People were upset about that. And uh, treats people badly, uh, also, from what I understand. However... Terrible tra- work culture. The trailer for the game looks really good. <laughs> so... As always, you know, we run into that problem. I have not seen the trailer for the game. Oh, well, uh, it looks good. Speaking of uh, games, though, uh, a game that is not good is Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song with taxes like $75, which I paid because Jennifer wanted to play the (laughs) game. Uh, And it is garbage. It oh, is no, no for good. Five bucks? Yeah, we tried to return it. That's how bad it was. Uh, also, you can't return games once you buy them and download them for the PlayStation Store. Right. Uh, is it enough to make me turn against PlayStation? No. But do I like them? Absolutely not. Right now, I am very mad at them. Or maybe turn them against the game studio that released it. Well, that's the thing, is Jennifer wrote directly to the game studio and told them that they were bad <laughs> for charging that much for that game. Right. And that's all that you can do, really. I gave it a one-star review on IMDb. Um, if I were on social media, I would also talk badly about it, but I am still not on social media. Wow. Even my, so this is a- even my ire at... Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song will not bring me back just so I can complain on social media. Nope. Yeah. Um, it's wow, so you're, you're, your, your motives are pure, sir. Yes. Um, I got to say, Ben, one of the things that made me delete all my social media accounts was learning about how much, uh, how much data you know, that companies get from you and through your, you know, your using end user license agreement um, and all that, how much it can be used for different fun operations, like finding finding out where you live, finding out what all the people around you are Mm. thinking, uh, tracking your mobile device, and seeing where you go. Now, can they, you know, can do they know it's your device? All that kind of stuff. There's certain things that you need a subpoena for when you're a uh, law enforcement entity. But what if you're a criminal, Ben? Well, then you don't need that right. information. So it's interesting stuff. It, uh, yeah. I, I feel as though you're kind of crazy if you are doing that stuff for free. Like if I, and, and granted I was an early adopter. I was very into it and all that, but the amount of, of stuff you're just giving away, uh, you know, entertainment value for other people. They go to see what you're talking about. Uh, video, especially with something like TikTok, your video content, you know, people are on it all the time. They're making money. And, yeah. uh, you can, you know, of course, join the creator fund and all that, but the amount that you make versus how much they're making a uh, crazy. Now there's, there is one good point that someone will make, which is like, well, you as a lone individual would not be able to get the reach that you can by joining a social media organization, uh, to which I will agree. I will say, yes, that's true. But 
Um, there are other things you can do besides become a social media personality in the world. And a lot of it is more beneficial is all I'm saying. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I know lots of people dedicated their lives to it, but I just don't have the energy to try to become a social media personality. It's yeah. Too much work. It really is. Um, you know, and I, and I think it says something about quitting when I was, I mean, I was, I had enough followers that I could make money off my channel if I had dedicated myself to it and put stuff in and all that. Uh, but right. I definitely didn't want to. It was not a job that I wanted. Right. And so then when, when I started thinking about, well, then why am I doing it for free? I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's all about <laughs> I making... I barely have enough... I barely have enough uh, time and energy for the t things that I've, that I've started, uh, for the t things that I've created. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I can't imagine just, like, devoting 100% of my time to that. Yeah, I ended up quitting the Tales from the Loop game that I'm in because I... I had to pick one, and so I picked the one that was a telegame. Um, I actually had to had to to pick two, but Annex Games was already ending, so that was an easy, an easy choice. But yeah, for a while and it the, did end, and I think it ended successfully. I thought it ended successfully too. Let's talk about that. I love all the people; they were great. Uh, I thought they did a good job. We got to give every little uh, character an ending. Except for, of course, I mean, I gave People Persons and Eric the Semi-Orc an ending, but it wasn't the same as the players getting to do it. No. I have a question for you, though. Did um, Were you looking at the clock and determining when the uh, the fatal blow was going to hit happen to the, to the banana slug? Absolutely not, no. No, no, it just, it was just working, you know, running the, uh, the hit points down on it yep. that the people did. Yeah. Um, I, I had a contingency plan. If, if it didn't die before the end of the session, we were going to cut back to like, it, it, like if everybody else died or whatever, we we're going to cut back to people, persons and say, so I have to let you know that, um, our town is doomed. And <laughs> goodbye, you know, and then he would take off and then you would see the banana slug rising up out of the, the junkyard. But that didn't happen. Mm. That did not happen. Fortunately, uh, um, goodness prevailed. Yes. Who was it that made the killing blow? Do you remember? Because I don't. <sighs> was it Thomas? I don't remember. I have no idea. I think it might have been Thomas. We can go back and look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. Of course, they're not going to listen to this. Um, I should know, but I don't. I don't remember. No. But yeah, Somebody yeah. It was, made the final it, was, blow. it was nice. It was it was good, and uh, I had a fun time. Excellent. Which and we're is never good because do it again. Well, well, other people are going to do it. This is what I I, right. uh, I understand. But me personally, yeah, I don't know. I like gaming in person. I don't like gaming over stream as much. Which is too bad because yeah, there are I a lot of cool people that like to game over stream. And I've met them and, and they have fun when I play with them and all that. Um, which is cool. But I don't know. There's just something about it. I think it's that, it's that because I'm not there, I get distracted. Yeah. You know? 
And I don't know. I think maybe running a running a stream like GMing a stream if I wasn't being watched by other people might be okay. But I don't know. Chances are slim. It weren't like by an audience, you were just by an in audience. A game. Yeah, if I was just in a game with like four people and I was running it, that might be okay. Right. But yeah. Um so, but, but it happened. It was a, a successful thing, and successful successful in terms of it happened. Four yeah. four hour episodes happened. The game uh, concluded, and I think everybody involved had a good time. Yeah, and I think it. I think it ended well. Uh, that is what I will say. And you did a wonderful job, Ben. I know that. That's oh wow. When <laughs> I when my face is this, I mean when my hand does this, I can see the light show up on your face. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah, because um, you're on yeah. the big screen right here. So so yeah, I thought I thought your obviously your assistance was uh, necessary to make all that stuff work. I made it all happen. You did. You did. That's the thing. Ruler of everything. Sitting in this ben very seat. That very seat. So um, we should mark that um, we are. Doing our podcast, uh, is it the day after or two days after two a horrific two, two days, days after, after a yeah. horrific school shooting? Um, and the news story that I saw today is that the Supreme Court is thinking about relaxing uh, gun laws. Which I did not see that, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I, I don't think it was necessarily timed in this way. I think that this happened at like, the same this time. Wasn't that they a response. Were, exactly. But but yeah, it's um it is interesting. Oh, somebody killed a bunch of kids. Let's make it easier to get guns. Now, of course, uh I, I don't remember who it was, but someone made the note that when nothing happened at because of Sandy Hook that yeah. that was it the war was over because there was nothing that was going to be um more uh more shocking that would bring people in and uh Jennifer was talking about this that in Australia I mean the same sort of thing happened but they went the other way that yeah. that they did institute gun control and it worked for them yeah, I mean, I guess buyback programs are really popular when they happen on, say, a municipal level or the county level. You know, there were, I heard a story of, I can't remember which, I, I don't even remember if it was just a city. I think it might have just even like been a city. They had a buyback program where you get a $50 gift card for like every gun or maybe just, you know, you get a $50 gift card when you return guns regardless of how many you return. And it was, you know, this thing was planned to go all day. They had to end in like 45 minutes because they were all out of these gift cards. When buyback programs happen, they are popular. But because we live in, you know, this, you know, guns over children society, uh, the federal government's not going to do anything like that on a federal level. Yes. Because, yeah, in Australia, when the Port Arthur massacre happened, uh... You know, the Australian government was like, all right, no more guns. And the people were like, yeah, it seems about right. And and could you could you tell me a little bit about when that happened? 
Port Arnold thing? Oh, God. I, was it in the 70s? Arthur, Arthur? No, I think it was in the 90s. Okay. Port Arthur. It was like the mid to late, mid to late 90s. Okay. I mean, I was here in the U.S. during that time. So I, I like to uh, stay awash in a blank in a blanket, a wash in a blanket. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like some sort of torture type thing. I, but I, I remain in my ignorance uh, because that was in the nineties, and it was foreign news. Yeah. So well, we weren't also as plugged into international news in the. That's what the I mean. Yeah. Like the internet was still in its infancy. Yeah. Like I was, I was sending email via Pine on the my university's. Uh, network exactly i was still using telnet even at that time i think yeah. um so netscape i don't even think was a thing yet uh opera no mosaic maybe um but yeah so so that was one of the things now here's an interesting little tidbit uh jennifer was born in australia Apparently, uh, if she wanted to, she could be an Australian citizen because she was born before 1986 in Australia. That there's a cutoff for when you can claim dual yep. citizenship or something. Uh, well, no, there's a cutoff for when being born in Australia automatically makes you an Australian citizen. After 1986, uh. there's some more uh, hoops to jump through. So, so the the um, the idea of living in Australia, you know, is something that we talk about every once in a while. It's sort of like a pie in the sky kind of dream thing. <laughs> yeah, we could move to Australia. Yeah. But, but uh, the thing is, moving to Australia is close to going out west when you were, you know, in the, in the 1800s or whatever, where you knew that this was going to be a big journey. You weren't sure of your prospects when you got there, and you know that you won't see your family and friends in person. Right. Might not even make it. Yeah. Well, now and nowadays, uh, you one would hope. You died of dysentery. <laughs> one would hope that we could make it to Australia. Um, yeah. But but no, I mean the way it would work, of course, is that she would she would have to go first, and then we could maybe follow. And it's an interesting yeah. idea. I mean, I've been I've been intrigued by Australia for a long time, since I was a, a kid. You know, obviously kangaroos, yeah, all that kind kangaroo. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah. So so it is. It again though. Uh, people sometimes call Australia weird Texas, which I think is funny. Um. So does that make Texas normal Australia? Not as much. It's it it's not a one to one. Which is interesting. <laughs> you know, the opposite of of uh, dark is light. But you know, they're they're both on a on a continuum, right? Like dim is kind of dark and kind of light, so it can it actually be an opposite? Would the opposite of of dark actually be uh, silence? Like because it's the opposite because it's the absence of sound. Not exactly. They're both absences of things. You know, then you could get into a really weird. So I'm going to say no. I wouldn't want to move to Australia. I wouldn't mind living in New Zealand. It's more my climate zone. I believe that if you 
move to Australia, if, if you're an Australian citizen, uh, getting to live in New Zealand is easier. I think. Yeah, from I what don't I know what the regulations are. I've always heard it's that's the same sort of thing like with Canada's. You can't you can't live there unless for like some sort of dumb rule like you you have to prove that you contribute positively to society in some way. Well, there's there at least when I was thinking about moving to Canada, there's a thing that you have to be able to do something that a Canadian citizen can't do. <laughs> Uh, which is which is is difficult, um, but like it can be something like um, I work for Microsoft and have this specialized knowledge of this program, or I know yeah. something about the finance thing of whatever. You know, it can it doesn't it doesn't have to be like um, I'm the fastest person. I'm faster than any Canadian. It can be, you know, some other things, but. Um, I assume that maybe Australia has something like that. The way it works, though, uh, as a spouse of a Canadian citizen, I would be able to apply for a temporary visa, work there on my temporary visa, and then, if accepted, get a uh, full-time visa where I would uh, be able to stay there permanently. Right. But... Um, you know, there's other stuff like my mom was born in Brazil, so maybe that's the thing. But who wants to live in Brazil? I'm kidding, Brazilians who listen to this show. I love you, and Brazil is wonderful, I am sure. Um, I wouldn't move there for a Brazilian dollars. <laughs> Paul Goody is speechless. You can't, you can't see my face uh, if you're listening to I, the... the, the um, the podcast only, but I was I was uh, I was taken aback by uh, by Ben's pun. It was a wonderful pun, Ben, and uh, I I love you and I love it. Oh, you're why, thank you, wonderful uh, wonderful person, and your pun, um, mwah, uh, it's great. So, oh, Lord. Um, so yeah, not again. Uh, for those of you who are listening. To uh, determine my loyalty to the United States, I am, of course, uh, still loyal to the United States. There's a funny joke uh, that a comedian did one time, um, <laughs> which was I, I had a really dumb friend uh, who confided in me that he was a spy for the government. And I'm like, how can you be a spy for the government? And he says, ah, see, uh, people get hung up on which government. And I thought that was fun. <laughs> and I've used yep. that joke several times in my life. Um, but but the basic thing is that, you know, um, obviously this is what's going on. Jennifer, uh, my wife, is, is um, you know, interested in maybe to moving to, to there yeah. every once in a while, you know, thinking about it because it's an adventure. She is an adventurous person, and if she were to yeah. do that, I would also want to go along. Of course. Um, that That is the basic thing. So, And then however that works out. But if she would want to stay here, I would also want to stay here. It's I'm, Am I wishy-washy? No. Do there I does like... seem to be some... 
there does seem to be some fluidity in terms of your living situation. I know Jennifer wants to move, and uh, you were waiting for some job things to get ironed out. Yeah. What's the current status on, so, on your living situation? Here's what I would say is that my current living situation is that I can, uh, I can remain here for at least I, – I can live uh, here in Illinois where I'm living right now for at least another year before things get – or for around another year, a little bit less than a year before things get complicated. Okay. So, um, you know, the, my my suggestion to her is, you know, if that if that's something you want to do, we should get on it now, so that that we don't have to move twice. You know, if right. we were going to move to uh, to another country, that that would be something to think about sooner rather than later. But she of course, is much more practical than I am. And it's like, we'll think about this, this, and this, all these reasons not to do it. Which is, yeah, true. You know, something to be worried about. But again, we'll see how it all pans out. I would I would miss, yeah. you know, not seeing people. But, you know, I think about this. I, I have not seen you uh, since you came to visit here. To right. me... Okay, this is this is how time works for me. So don't laugh too much. That was like last year, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, just last year. Okay, maybe a year and a half. All right, good. I because I wasn't sure. You know, because I feel like I've lived here for about three years. Yeah, and that is not when the in case. reality it's, it's you've been... lived there about eight years. And yeah, it was I think five years ago when we were there. Oh wait, are you serious? That it was five years ago when you were there. I thought you were I being. I think it was twenty. I no, thought I you think were it was being seventeen. I thought you were being serious when you said that it was like a year ago. Like no, I didn't know I that you were making a joke. Along. I thought yeah. okay. It's been five years. Wow. Okay, that's crazy. So yeah, um, Southern Illinois is very much kind of a. It feels like a holding pattern still. Like I didn't really move here when, in fact, of course, I have. And have been living here for quite some time. Quite some time. Yeah. Almost eight years. October 2014, I think, is our last spin the bottle. Yeah, there's still there's still just a part of my brain, though, that thinks about, you know, um, I mean, don't let this get around because it makes me sound a little bit crazy, maybe, where I think about just running up to Quick Trip. A Quick Trip, which may not even be there anymore. Who knows? And not Quick Trip. Uh, Quick Trip is a gas station. QFC is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, I could get that at QFC. No, I can't. QFC isn't there. I am nowhere near a QFC. Uh, yeah. Taco no, I mean, I, the fact that you can get taco time, you could go out and get taco time right now if you wanted to, is uh, is a bone of contention here uh, in Illinois, <laughs> where there is no yes, taco time. Taco time is a local franchise, I believe. Um, at least, uh, at least some, somewhat a local franchise. Yeah. Taco, Taco Bell is national, but Taco Time might be more regional. Yeah. That seems right. There's something I can't remember I... the last time I was at a Taco Time. Really? I can. Yeah. It's mm. been a while. Uh, I, I like <laughs> their, their, uh, tube of, I guess it's their burritos. Is that the tube of bean and cheese? A, a burrito is a tube. 
But in their in their thing, their 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 long tube of bean and cheese. I think they called them uh, burritos, but I'm not positive. Yeah, is... uh, were you around? Were you around uh, many years ago on Annex's um, email uh, listserv when there was the great discussion between uh, tater tots and Mexi fries and which were better? Oh, I believe I was. Yeah. And were Mexi fries, Mexi fries were from Taco Time, right? Mexi That's, fries are Taco Time's versions of uh, tater tots. I believe I was on team uh, Mexi fries. And if I wasn't, I would be now. <laughs> yeah. Because those things are I tr- good. I tried looking for that thread a while back just to, just to reread it. Because... Uh, and I think I may have deleted it because there was a time when, and I was using Yahoo Mail at the time. There was a time when Yahoo Mail had a um, a maximum limit on how much email you can have. So mm. at some at points you'd have to go through and delete stuff, and I probably deleted it. I do think that it is possible that Google will, at some point in time, say, "Hey, you're going to have to start deleting mail, or just give us five bucks a month for our Google Mail." And everyone yeah. will pony up. Well, because I they don't do want to go through because that because I it's not for mail, but it's for Google Drive storage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying for even the mail, it's going to happen. Yeah, that was their big selling point. I, you know, you probably remember when Gmail came out. That was like why everybody signed up because you had unlimited storage on your email. Yep. And man, I that's what made it cool. I feel as though I would probably be. Just because I know how I work, you know, with like, um, with all the other stuff with Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok now and all that, that if they did that, I might just delete all my email, all my Gmails (laughs) and, and people be like, are you crazy? What do you mean? All that stuff. And be like, yeah, who cares? No one cares. There's come. I go through phases of wanting to collect things for sentimental value and thinking it's the most important thing that I can do at that moment, and then like get into a project and get halfway through and then just like put it away for years, and so and convince myself obviously this isn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. Can you give me an example? Or it's not important. Uh, CDs. When I would, I used to like when I would. Um, collect CDs, I would also, like, if I bought an album off of iTunes, I would burn it onto a CD, and then I would buy a plastic case for it and yep. print out with my printer yeah. the cover art and back. And I, I that was a art project that I gave myself. You've mentioned this on the stream before, and, yeah. and as you were saying, I was like, that's right. Um, and I honestly think that I... I must have witnessed some of those CDs and not known. Yeah, I made I made a cover for yours a CD that you gave me. Oh, I, uh, you you gave me a CD of yours like you know back when in the ATF days, and I I did you know and I put it in a plastic case and I printed out some pictures that I had of you of you and I made cover do art. You, no, it do was you in black s- and white? Do you still have it? You know what? I got rid of all of my CDRs, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saved that one. 
just I would because, be I would be you know, interested to see if you had it. Because <laughs> I can guarantee you that whatever is on that CD, I no longer own. So it'll be a it'll be a uh, lost uh, a lost music thing. It is all of those songs are in my iTunes. So well, and, what's uh, it I, what's it called? Do you remember or or just name I, a a song off of it? Bing and a Bang is on. Oh, it. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a video um, for Bing and a Bang that's on YouTube. In fact, yeah. I think. hundred forty flea. hundred fifty flea. Yep. Hundred fifty flea. Oh right. man, the one hundred forty one good... was from the previous album. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and yeah, uh, I I do like the idea. The thing I like about uh, one hundred fifty flea, um, obviously, they all live inside of me. So we're talking plural. Are they a hundred and fifty <laughs> fleas, or is it something different? Is it a hundred fifty flea in general? I don't know. It's right. I, I mean, I, I haven't thought about that song in a really long time. How to tell time travel from Mr. T, and how to tell time travel by Mr. T. That's by right. Mr. T. Yeah, they're they're both there. They're both there. <laughs> yep. So that's the that's the that's the album. Of oh man, I, I remember all that stuff, but yeah, I don't know if I have any of it. That's pretty cool. Did Thanks, that, Ben. Did you lose all that in the great uh, computer hard drive wipe of 2003 or whenever that happened? I may have. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I. That's another thing is I wonder what my life would be like if I still had all that stuff. Because, yeah, there were, there, were, there was stuff that got lost there that I never put yeah. in any medium. I've just forgotten about it all. Yeah, I ah. understand that. I mean, when you when you go through like a big purge, accidental purge like that, the you know you, the, the it's you're deflated so much that you're just like there's no energy to recreate any of it. Right. Cole was telling me. Cole was telling me about how he had a fire in his apartment building when he was like a, in graduate school. Cole Hornaday. And for those of you who don't know, Cole Hornaday. And so he, like, he was living with his girlfriend at the time, and there was a fire in their apartment building, and all of his comic books were in there, and he thought he was just going to lose them all. And uh, and he he says that if he had lost all of his collection, that would have been it. He would not have restarted it. He would not have tried to recreate it. He's like, I'm done with comic books. Yep. Fortunately, though, they were saved. Uh, they were the ones. The boxes got water damage, but all the comics were in bags and boards, so they were protected from the water damage. Nice. So, uh, so yeah. Let that be a lesson to you. Uh, keep all your valuable comics in bags and boards. Exactly. Bags and boards are the way to go. I my Nightcrawler uh, limited series is uh, bags and boards. Four issues. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is my favorite Marvel superhero, Ben. Is he? If anybody asks, that's my favorite Marvel <laughs> superhero. I don't know if I knew that before. Uh, I know that Alan Cumming played Nightcrawler in he one did. of the X-Men movies. Yep. Nightcrawler's name, Kurt Wagner. Uh, and he's Spelled uh, Wagner. Yep. He's uh, fuzzy and blue and has uh, blue curly hair. One of the reasons I liked him is because he had curly hair like me. Representation, <laughs> yeah. Ben. 
<laughs> for for white curly haired dudes, <laughs> uh, blue curly haired dudes, but still, it's uh, yeah. He he was from Germany, so you know. Yeah, there's a, a new a new Marvel TV show coming out, Ms. Marvel, uh, of course, based on the comic written by G Willow Wilson, created by G Willow Wilson, about a a young Muslim teenage uh, teenage girl who becomes a superhero. Here's an interesting thing: Steve Wacker, who was an editor on that uh, on that comic. Sometimes listed as a co-creator of that character, was in American Scream, a sketch comedy slash improv group with me. Oh, really? He played uh, the lead character in a sketch that I wrote called Dick Man, <laughs> who famously uh, the the uh, the thing is he walks into a uh, into a place and says. Uh, Hey, where's the extra chair for my dick? Which and yet he still has a job today. Which was and something nobody's dug that up. Yeah, which <laughs> uh, was something that a friend of mine said one time, and it stuck with me until I went to college and I wrote <laughs> an entire sketch on it. Yeah. Not going to try to recreate that moment anywhere, anytime soon. Yeah, no. And who would? Who would, I ask you? Not me. That's no. for sure. Uh-oh. We're getting close to that time, Ben, when you have to go. Yeah, I got two minutes before the end of the stream and the end of my participation on this podcast. Yep. And that, what, Wait, what? 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 <laughs> it's all you from here on out. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a goodie podcast. This this episode of the podcast. This episode episode yes, of this, the podcast ladies and gentlemen i we have to let them know that ben because otherwise they're going to be like <laughs> well that's it then i'm out it just wasn't the same so yeah it'll be interesting maybe uh maybe i'll be able to get betty to come down <laughs> probably not though maybe i shouldn't even I try betty has a betty is a she's forsworn us I believe so, but you never can tell. Uh, if I say Ben isn't here, uh, maybe it'll be uh, enough to bring her by. Makes it sound like I'm a bad person. Yeah, I promise Ben won't be there. God, wouldn't that suck? <laughs> there are people that are like that. Oh, man. There are people yeah, whose, whose mere presence will ensure that other people do not go somewhere. Was I ever that person? It's possible. It really is possible. But I've tried. I was just having this conversation the other day because uh, Cole Hornaday and I were talking about um, people who I'm going to bleep myself out. People who are on our lists and oh. who we don't want to work with, and uh, and he's because he's got some people that he doesn't want to work with. I have like maybe one or two I'd rather not work with, but I was musing about whether I am on somebody's list. Huh? I don't think you are, Ben. I can't think of. Of who would, who would ever think to put you on that list? I just can't. There's got to be someone. I maybe I inadvertently said something at a party that went the wrong way. Oh yeah, yeah, that's I right. Hey, if if uh, <laughs> if we hadn't have altered the uh, the wording to Tacoma, uh, all the people in Tacoma <laughs> would refuse to work with you. Yep. 
Every single one. Yeah. And with right, that, it's five o'clock. It's, yep. it's and with that. Um, now that I'm gonna be gone, Betty can come down. Yeah, I will. I'll talk to you later, uh, Ben. Hey, Betty! <laughs> Jesus. All right, bye, Paul. All right, see you, Ben. So here's what I have done. I have called <laughs> Betty, but I don't know if she's going to show up or not. She might show up. Uh, and if so, then I will have her um, for the last 15 minutes of the stream. Otherwise, um, I will just be talking for the last 15 minutes of the stream by myself, which will be fine. Everyone likes me at all. It all works out. See you, Ben. Everybody, everybody is fine with that. Uh, ben likes me. I know that the dog likes me. Uh, but as as you remember, uh, you were promised uh, Tuvin throat singing. Uh, and so I'm not going to tube and throat sing for 15 minutes, but I'm going to try. So, so this is, there's a specific type that I do and I don't even know if it's going to work out, but we're going to see what it looks like. And I'm going to be, uh, watching. So the first thing that you do is you make an ear sound like ear, ear. And the way that somebody described it to me, I believe it was actually maybe even in the deep in the heart of Tuva. Uh, CD, which I recommend, uh, is that you try to sound like Popeye. So like that. But yeah, so it's um, and can you hear that sort of overtone? That's that's part of it. So so first you get the, the ear droning and then you can kind of make that whistle tone move around a little bit. So let me try it again. Do you hear that sort of the ear ear part? So that's that's that part. Um, the lower ones I can't really do that well. They're like, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Already my throat doesn't like it. Nope, nope. <laughs> See, I've got a problem. I need I need water. I was gonna hopefully get Betty to get me some, but it so that high one's pretty easy. But on a on a throat with no water, the other part, this part is nope. No, none of none of that's good. I apologize to everyone. Let me try it again. Nope. That's almost death metal. That's that's very much more death metal, I think, than Tuvan Throat singing. So that's another one. So you have the you have this one. Which I can do pretty well, and then there's that one, which uh, which I just did a little bit of, which is so 
which is a little bit different. But then the 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 really the deep guttural one, for whatever reason, with uh, as bad as my throat is right now, I just can't do it. I'm gonna try it uh, just one more time. Nope. That's close, but it doesn't sound great. Yeah, I don't like it. I apologize. That's not that good. But anyway, that's uh, that's. I'll, I'll do the I'll do the high one just for a little bit more. That's my favorite one, I think. But yeah, there you go. That was as part of it. And we've got uh, at about 11 more minutes. Uh, you guys can't see him, but I've got Edward here. I'm going to put him up to the microphone. Hey, Edward, say something. Say something. He's not saying anything, but he is at the microphone. So that's fun. Okay, so let's uh, let's see. What can I talk about? I can tell you that I've been watching Beforeners. They have uh, new episodes of Beforeners. Beforeners, if you don't remember, is, um, I believe it is Norwegian, I want to say. And it's an HBO uh, Norway TV show, and it's about people from Norway's past showing up in a body of water near an opera house from all over, but mostly from prehistoric times, from, I believe, the 19th century, and from the Viking era. And it's a cop show, mostly. You have a, a woman from a, a shield maiden from the time of shield maidens who becomes a partner with this guy whose wife left him for a man from the uh, 19th century and just the, the problems that they run into. And it's pretty good. Um, but it is... It's got two seasons, and my wife Jennifer and I watched the first season, and now we're embarking on the second, but it's pretty heavy stuff, and so we took a break and watched Reacher, uh, an episode or two of Reacher, which is, um, of course, a film where... uh, I'm sorry, a film version of which Tom Cruise did and got a lot of people complaining because Reacher in the book is a a big guy. And they have a big guy playing him in the TV show, and it works pretty well, I would say. But the thing that I think is interesting is I think that Reacher being made by Tom Cruise first is part of the reason why Reacher got made secondly. So the fact that they cast somebody who wasn't what the people wanted, 
the fans of the book wanted, uh, helped get the name out there. And then, you know, when they got an actor who was like what the people wanted, it sold better because people knew that story. And they're like, aha, this guy is the guy that people would have liked. And he seems to be pretty good. It's a, it's a kind of a straight ahead. I've been talking about this. Uh, I talked a little bit about it when I talked to Ben about the equalizer, there's a thing that happened in the eighties where you've got the one person and then the show is built around them. So, you know, Robert McCall, the equalizer, um, you could say that, uh, Michael Knight, I mean, you've got Kit, right? Who was also an. I think we would we would probably agree that Kit is one of the first artificial intelligence uh, heroes. When our, when AI becomes um, more of a thing, people will look and say, you know, well, obviously Hal was an AI villain, uh, Kit was an AI hero, that sort of thing. I'm sure we could come up with other other things. I mean, I, basically any robot character could be seen as an AI character, I suppose. Uh, so, you know, obviously star Wars, you have the droids and Buck Rogers, you know, you have, um, Dr. Zayas. No, Dr. Zayas is, is sorry. <laughs> Dr. Zayas is from planet of the apes. Doctor. What is the doctor's name? You got Twiggy or Twinkie Twinkie. Oh my gosh, I've become old all of a sudden when it comes to trying to remember the names of the robots on Buck Rogers. That's amazing. Twiggy. I, I think that's part of the thing is I've never seen it written out. I don't think it's Twiggy, but it might be. Um, I do know that that robot uh, had the same voice guy as Bugs Bunny, Mel Blanc. Uh, so I do know some things. I also remember there was an energy vampire at one point in time and he would make like devil horns and then he'd put them around people's neck and that was how they would, uh, siphon energy off of them. I'm pretty sure. So that was, um, that was kind of exciting, but really what we're talking about, uh, as far as AI, uh, heroes go and, all that is getting back to the eighties. I mean, Buck Rogers sort of, I mean, right. You build it around Buck Rogers, Steve Austin, uh, the $6 million man. Um, I mean, the A team was an ensemble, right. But MacGyver was one of these, one of these guys. So where, where it was built around a person. And I was trying to think of if we have shows like that now, or if, or if we're really in a golden age of ensemble casts, I mean, lost was a big ensemble cast. Uh, twin peaks was a ensemble cast as well. Uh, during a time when like wise guy, uh, he had people that helped him, but it was all about the, <laughs> I can't think of his name now. Uh, whoever was playing uh wise guy that guy his character which by the way uh, i'll i'll say oh well better call saul there you go there you go better call saul it is i would say it's still an ensemble cast but the focus is on a person 
There we go. That is a great example of where we still have it. Uh, Breaking Bad, not exactly, but I feel like in order to be one of these shows, the name of the person has to be part of it. So Columbo, I mean, Sherlock Holmes, you could say, obviously. Um, the, the cop genre in general, Magnum P.I., or not ch- cop, sorry, uh, private detective, Magnum P.I., things of that nature. Um, but Killing Eve, I don't know. I feel like Villanelle and Eve kind of are an ensemble in that. But Eve's name is on it, so maybe it works out that way. Um, but like, you know, we're talking, uh, 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 Casa de Papel or a paper house, however you, you pronounce it, uh, money heist. That's, uh, that's all the same show. I'm, I'm trying to think that's an ensemble and it did very well. The expanse is an ensemble. I think that a studio would most likely like to have ensembles that way you can write somebody off if you need to whereas if it's a show based around a person you wouldn't be able to do that as much so and that's you also have of course for uh you know the marvel film i mean the marvel tv things that are coming out um limited series rather than an ongoing series and how much of that is driven by business you know how much of it is driven by you don't want to have a show named after a main character built around a certain guy anymore because then you you know can be put over a barrel if it's a popular character and all that doctor who the the idea that the doctor regenerates i mean that's a that's a great way to replace people if you need to and i i can't imagine that it wasn't at least thought of in that way. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of, so uh, Reacher, therefore, uh, getting back to it, Reacher is one of those, those TV shows that, that we see in the eighties where it's built around a definite personality. <clears throat> That's who this show is about. And I feel like more uh, exist out there than I'm just not thinking of, but is that, really the way to pad out a show for 15 minutes just rambling sort of stream of conscious uh this yes obviously betty did not uh come down i wasn't expecting uh that betty would come down i i thought it was a possibility but we have now done our hypothesis and have tested it out and we have learned that it is in fact a time of no yelling for Betty, which I think is fine. I mean, why do you listen? You listen for me and Ben, mostly, right? So, hey, and it's an ensemble. It's not just one person. It's just me talking now, but the spirit of Ben is still here, right? I'm talking about him. And I think that's that's enough to bring it all full circle. Ben and I make a, a big thing about how we don't want anyone to listen, but the fact that you are listening does mean something. And I think it's, it's kind of great. And you know, when you find it, it can be your own secret thing. This could be your own little thing that you enjoy. 
And that's enough, I feel like. So until next time, I invite you to keep it wrong. And for me and from Ben and Spirit, I wish you a very good day and a happy time as well. Oh, Edward just left. Talk to you guys later.